0: told you there was a way to supplement your law firm services with some awesome course, something that clients could download, walk themselves through part of it, and then still hire you to need it. As we continue along this journey, uh, maybe aided by COVID, but obviously by technology of going more and more online, that becomes the reality for more and more attorneys. That's why I'm super thankful that April Beach is here with us. She's going to talk about how you crush the 97% online course failure rate, with transformational program design. April's joining us today on our Exhibit A Attorneys show, where we interview attorneys and other experts across the country about what it truly takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful lawyer. For those of you who don't know her, she's an award-winning strategist who teaches entrepreneurs to launch and scale their business online with signature programs and offer suite blueprints. She's an author, a speaker, an online course pioneer, and the mastermind behind some of the most trusted frameworks by coaches, consultants, and service-based leaders. April has been teaching experts to extract their genius, design their methods, architect their program, and launch custom business models since 1996. Her guidance has led to entrepreneurs in over 56 countries to develop transformational online courses, coaching programs, masterminds, memberships, events, certifications, and content licensing packages. She's been featured on the Today Show, MSNBC, and Fox News, in the New York Times, the Austin Women's Magazine, the 5280, 5280 Magazine, I don't want to butcher that one, (laughs) uh, the Denver Business Journal, and even by Patagonia. She's partnered with numerous leading brands to creatively expand their reach. She was even named the greatest thinker of 2011 by the Denver Post and top 50 moms of podcasting in 2021 for her leading show, Sweet Life Entrepreneur. She's a proud disruptor, flow state addict, surfer and mom of three rad teenage boys, and an environmental nonprofit founder. Currently owns five companies, including two international business consulting firms. And I am so thankful that you are spending some time with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be
0: here. Yeah. So we are gonna dive into how we crush that 97% online course failure rate with transformational program design. Before that though, I wanna talk about our last episode for about five or 10 seconds. That aired Thursday of last week. We had Katie Michelson on. Katie talked about coffee, lunch, and Zoom oh my, how to network your way to a successful practice. So Katie really dive deep into how you identify your ideal referral sources, who send you the best clients, et cetera. So when you're done hearing the amazing insight that April has to share, if you wanna learn more about networking, great episode I would drive you to. But enough about that. So first, I guess let's start here. What really is an online course?
1: Yeah, that's a great place to start. So there's this little section of business that's happening. And to somebody like me, I feel like it's a saturated space. But to most people in the world, they haven't even heard about it yet. And that is online coaching and consulting, and it's this industry that we've been rolling now for about two decades of providing high-level consulting services to people online. Like well before Zoom got popular, we were meeting in things like Cisco WebEx and in GoTo Meeting, and, GoToMeeting. and um, you know, online courses actually stemmed from the online consulting space. So, an online course is very simply a program that you create from your intellectual property to teach others how to do something or to gain their knowledge or to establish a skill that they might not have. And so online courses actually for the, since about 2008 is when we launched probably one of the first courses on how to create an online course. Online courses are a huge way to scale your business, reach more people and duplicate yourself, especially for you attorneys, where it's like, it's so much one-on-one work, you're, you're reading, you're reaching a threshold of capacity. And so online courses are a great way to, to continue to scale you without making you exhausted.
0: (laughs) I love it. So 2008, the online course about online courses. You were meta 13 years before Facebook was (laughs) super excited.
1: I love it. I love it. Yes, Um, you know, and we actually fell into this and I can actually speak. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because I have a unique vantage point into what your life looks like as an attorney, because my father was an attorney. And so I, I, I remember looking back at how hard he worked and how much he worked and how invested he was in his clients. And, uh, now obviously my father has passed on, but thinking back going, man, my dad really could have used online courses to scale his business and increase, increase profit and go snorkeling and, you know, Thailand more, <laughs> which is what he did.
0: <laughs> there we go. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. I hear like, I talk to so many attorneys that don't have that opportunity to go snorkeling in Thailand, period, let alone what it could be. And so I'm uh, obviously I'm sad to hear that he's passed away, but glad that he was able to at least have some time out of all of this.
1: He did. He played a lot.
0: <laughs> there we go. So, look, I mean, we've got we know people that are doing online courses around trademarks. I know some people that have done some around kind of estate planning. Um, Stephen Lefkoff in Atlanta doing a really cool thing to help people through small claims court, especially like those business owners who might not be able to afford an attorney, but certainly have some small claims needs kind of walking them through it. Uh, Are there any other like specific lawyer focused online courses that you see. If not, that's totally fine. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I actually have attorney clients and we work to develop their programs. They are very specifically still around a skill that leads into a service that you guys provide. So a course is a great lead into, you know, the higher level services that you provide, um, the, the more even expensive services or the, the more costly services that you provide. Um, and so, yeah, so based on your area of expertise, Uh, whether it is, you know, preparing to get things ready for your finances for a separation or a divorce, or whether it is, you know, understanding what you need to do to prepare for trademark filing, or even just basics. Like what is a trademark? Why do you need to file this protection? What does it do for your business? What happens if you don't do this for your business, any sort of that one Oh one that you likely commonly deliver to your clients in just this initial consulting session in this initial, like, okay, let me make sure that you know what landscape we're in here. These are the basics of what you need to understand in order to understand what what the work that we're going to do together um, for your business or for your life or for your property or whatever it is. So those are the greatest programs that we're seeing attorneys create right now because um, people will pay for that. They will pay for knowledge. They'll pay for trustworthy knowledge. And again, it saves your time because it's something that you would normally probably end up telling them for free during an initial consultation anyway and we have just created the best clients for you because they're educated they know what to do they know how to prepare and so it even makes the services that you provide on the back end of that should they choose to work with you so much easier to deliver because there's this understanding of a base level education for those people and they feel empowered they feel educated and you know i i don't see this obviously because i'm a daughter of an attorney but there's a lot of people that have trust issues with attorneys <laughs> and so by providing this type of great like here you go this is the information you need whether you work with me or not here i just want to help you be educated in this area is a great way to build a relationship with people in the beginning
0: yeah, and I love the opportunity, in essence, like the client to pay not only for their consultation, but almost paying for a lot of their initial onboarding to get them up to that level where they understand exactly where you need to jump in to do the super secret attorney-ness litigation practice, yada, yada, yada.
1: Right. 100%. That's exactly right. And that's how we want to use online courses in in your particular area of of expertise
0: so i'm staring at this 97 percent online course failure rate right so like multi-level marketing is like a 99.9 percent we're pretty close to that like why is that why are there so many courses that fail
1: yeah so let's talk about the history of online courses a little bit and i think that's the best place to understand and then we can apply it to your industry so when online courses first became a thing you know now about 15 years ago um the bigger the courses the better so we would see companies and we, even in our own company, we had 56 online courses at one point in time within one wow. of my business consulting firms. And in our clients, we'd build these huge, amazing, amazing programs. And the more information that we gave to people, the better. And then we could charge more for it. And so we were charging, you know, four, $8,000 for these courses that would take people six months to get through. And it's all the content in the world. And then what, and they would pay it. And, you know, entrepreneurs are making tons of money and it was a great thing. And then around 2015, we started seeing so many people launching online courses. And then this is also when our world started to shift and we started being buried and flooded like a fire hose with content and we dove into content marketing and so what started happening is many businesses started launching online courses because they realized this is a great way to have passive income and increase your sales and and really you know even launch your consulting practice and you know beyond your local geographic area so the more courses that were launched the bigger the courses were we started seeing a decline in completion rates And so because of that, because of the fact that more content doesn't equal a greater transformation, we have seen this really sharp now decline that more courses that are being launched, the bigger isn't better, that there's too much content. And so actually only 3% of people are now finishing online courses. And the last stat that I actually pulled was that the online courses industry itself had fallen by $13.4 billion in 2019 because of the fact that so many places have online courses and nobody needs more content they need a transformation. And so how we're actually engineering online courses now versus how we taught businesses to engineer them, you know, 12 years ago is really totally different because the more content we give them, I mean, you can put your heart and soul into it. You can be the very best at what you do. And it's not even necessarily a reflection of the course engineer or the teacher. It's just the state of the world and how much content people need to absorb, the lack of attention span, and the fact that they're constantly being inundated with content. So 97% failure is the current rate of online courses now again not because they aren't great not because it's not a great business model but because of how we're currently engineering them based on the state of just who we are as functioning people in the world absorbing content
0: so all right so when you say the old way being bigger being better you mean like just more information longer course like what was that originally bigger is better
1: Yeah, both. You know, so originally we would see courses that would last six months, even, you know, four to six months. And, you know, with each module that would drop would be a lot of reading and then they could, you know, print things out. And there was just a lot of work. Whereas today with that same program, rather, rather than putting it in one course, we would take My framework called transformational program design, which teaches us to really break it up and identify with scientific learning and in content and actually how much people can actually absorb. And we would extend that program into maybe a longer mentorship program, or we would give people benchmarks they need to hit to keep going through so they have an incentive to keep working towards it. And the majority of courses that are failing are what we call evergreen courses. So these are courses that are prerequisite recorded I'm not showing up to teach them live and you're not they're literally things that we showed up we pre-recorded the course and we're expecting people to go through it at their own pace and people just aren't doing it anymore
0: so okay I want to I want to dive into that and then I'll circle back so be, is that because there's no immediacy to it is that because there's no reason to do it at a certain time
1: great question Both. So it depends on the content, right? Um, yes number one that there is no sense of urgency so when we give somebody an on-demand program unless which we are starting to do now unless we engineer saying hey listen you have 90 days to go through this and then if you don't complete it in 90 days you're going to lose your access and you're going to have to rebuy access to this those are some ways to get people to work through it And so we are doing those um parade we are setting up those parameters but yes it was it's given a great book to read that is a good thing that you want to know about, that you know that it's something that eventually you want to learn about. Maybe you bought it on a whim initially, but it's just not putting out a big fire right now because you have all these clients going on. It'll sit there and very few people actually get past like the third module is what we're finding. The third module is usually the place where they're really excited they bought it. They want to make the most of their investment. And then usually around that third module or really depending on the content, whenever the content gets hard and there's nobody there for them to ask a question to. And it's just them absorbing it and building into their schedule every single week and they have forever to do it. I mean, as human beings, if there's something hard that we have to learn And we don't have somebody to bounce questions off of, which is a great upsell for attorneys with their courses. (laughs) And so we're building that into there, see? And then with regular courses, if there isn't an opportunity to actually build that into the program, we're just expecting people to, you know, be good students and, and go about it on their own. Those courses are failing.
0: You have spoken into my heart as somebody who has like a bookshelf of books that I have read like the first two thirds of i think i've made it past module three but it's it's interesting because like i think as a society we've done this on so many levels you know you're going from that more like almost collegiate type course over four to six months now to like i can dive into three or four hours on tiktok and if i'm watching the right videos i've come out an expert in i don't know bottle flipping or you know something right. stupid but ultimately it's it's there at a much quicker rate
1: yes and so, so how do you engineer your course to keep people in it to make it amazing, so that they want to keep going through it, is is really the question that that we help entrepreneurs answer, and that we can talk about today too, because I'm sure that's what everybody's asking. So, how do I fix that, right? Especially when there's so many free things. And by the way, there are a lot of really good attorneys on TikTok. I have noticed attorneys are using TikTok all the time. I'm really behind the times on TikTok. Um, but yeah, you know, how can we get people to join your course and your program when there's so much free content everywhere else? And it comes down to how we engineer the program.
0: All right. So I want to dive into that, but I want to make sure cause I think I was looking at it differently. I was looking at a 97% online course failure rate as in the course itself failed but you're talking about the 97% failure rate from the buyer perspective of actually finishing the course. Yes. Okay, awesome.
1: Sales are great. Sales of online courses, we did have the fall of 13.4 billion, which was that last number we pulled, and I'm really interested when we see more stats coming out about how that's doing. I think it probably increased with 2020, which would make sense. Um, The sales aren't the problem. And, and this is where I think I differ from a lot of business strategists in, in this conversation. We can launch online courses and make somebody bank, depending on the audience, okay? So we can create online courses. We can still create them big and huge like we used to. We can create smaller micro courses. However, we engineer them. And we can increase your sales. That is not the hard part but there is an ethical responsibility as teachers as leaders as consultants to make sure that we're curating the information that we deliver to be transformational so we're taking somebody from not knowing to knowing or lack of confidence to being confident or you know messy to organized or broke to profitable you know there is a transformation that needs to happen in it it's not just a bunch of content so we can sell the course in the beginning that's not a problem. It's how we engineer the course to get our students, we call them students, clients, wins. Because when we get our clients wins and we, we truly engineer, it's not just our courses. There are programs, there are mentorship programs, our masterminds, our you know retreats, our live events, any sort of a program. When we engineer that the right way, that they are getting a transformational result, that they're getting a huge gain in knowledge or in some sort of um, even a measurable deliverable, uh, oftentimes it's an emotional deliverable we're giving them, then you have just become their favorite person in the whole entire world. And no matter what you do next, they trust you because they know they can because you've taken the time to engineer what you need them to know in a way that they are actually going to be able to apply it and use it. And so there are a lot of coaches out there that are still helping businesses launch online courses and just creating a bunch of content and throwing it up there. But what's happening, and, and we're going to really start to see a difference in the, in the upcoming years, the programs that are, and I say programs really loosely. Again, that's a course, a coaching program, a mastermind, a mentorship program, a membership program program. So the programs that are engineered to deliver a transformation are going to be very clearly separated from the ones that are not because, and you're going to then start to really see that in sales. So I think that the online coaching space is still very, very new to a lot of consumers. So they yet are, they aren't yet savvy enough to understand wow, I don't want to, you know, they're going to have to buy five courses that they don't finish before they realize about being careful about which courses they have to buy still, because it's still really new in the marketplace for them. But we will start seeing a separation based on the programs that are engineered correctly to give transformations and those that aren't. And then that will significantly affect companies'
0: bottom lines. So from that standpoint of engineering that transformational course program event, whatever it is, Where does that start? I mean, is that before we ever have the topic? Is that once we have the topic, before we create it? Like what's the first step in making sure it's transformational and not just another course 97% of people will finish?
1: right yeah great question and this is my area of expertise that we teach on so there's actually a process that we go through to engineer transformational programs so first of all we need to we need to decide how much of an impact this course is going to have in the knowledge of your clients right and so that is us making a decision hey listen what course can we create so that topic what course can we create that is the perfect lead-in to where we need them to be in order to work with you further whether or not they continue to work with you further and so this is what i like to teach i like to teach that in the case of attorneys the course itself and, and this is also with physicians and any sort of you know really high high level professionals the course is a prerequisite so just like with a college course, right, there are certain prerequisites that people need to, to hit in order to move on. So your programs and your course should be a prerequisite To get people to the point where they understand, they agree with, they identify, they have learned, you know, they're ready to move forward in these certain areas because we need to actually use that program and that course is being, it it can be by itself so they can just be free, you know, and, and go on and with your happy life. You don't even need me. Let me engineer this course so you don't even, you might not even need me. Let me, let me coach myself out of a job. So that's how great we want our courses to be. But also, that we have engineered the course to the prerequisite, we need them to be to be your perfect clients. Like the ones that are just like, oh my gosh, you know, I am ready to go. I get this, I understand, let's do this, let's file my trademarks, let's, you know, here's all my content in, in one submission for my copywriting, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that we need them to be able to be ready to do. And we've just saved you time and we've just created the perfect clients. But I think the question that what you're really asking, and I wanted to address that for your viewers, because that is a little bit different than in the business coaching and consulting space. In the business coaching and consulting space, the course might be that end all be all. That might be the end of the road. And so we're always looking at like, what comes next? What are the prerequisites that become before that and before that and before that? And sooner or later... We end up with the prerequisites, which clearly tell us your marketing strategy. When we reverse engineer it from your service, through your course, through whatever we're using to get, generate leads for you into your marketing strategy, it all flows together. You're talking the same language across the board. And it really, that's how we really increase sales in a very organic way, because we have engineered the content that it all talks to each other.
0: And obviously for anybody listening or watching this, who's a client of ours, if what April just said sounds familiar, it's because we basically do the same thing because this is exactly how it works. Like you have the end goal in mind and then you fill in the steps to get there, especially on that ideal client journey.
1: Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. You guys all know if you're not a client of Jordan's, be a client of Jordan, because he's going to tell you about how to do all that. (laughs) Cause that's where everybody gets like messed up is is all that kind of gets to be so much in the head. You can't see it, but by reverse engineering, that's exactly what we do. And we do that in the case of courses and services as well.
0: So if you've got, I mean, I, I don't know what's the, is what's the best example we can use from a law firm perspective to kind of show them a little bit of this in, in progress in process. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. So let's take trademarking. Cause trademarking is really, really easy to do. Um, we have obviously as a business coach, all of my clients. So, like, they all need trademarking and, and copyright protection. You know, they work with me to develop their programs and in intellectual property, but then it's not protected unless they work with you or somebody, you know, or another attorney. So, we, so I, you know, have attorneys in my business growth program. And, and this is commonly a program that sort are of developed. So, if we were to create, a course that is on trademarking why you need it what you need to do you know the parameters of what we're looking at here how it's gonna protect your business you know all of those things And same with you know copyright protection as well then from so that's the say, that's the program and then taking a step further back is what we have is called the conversion tool so a conversion tool is how we turn leads into buyers so anybody who's already on your list that conversion tool is the next thing we engineer is it a sales call is it a sales page on a website is it a webinar is it a live virtual event how are we actually converting leads to buy the course and so the content of what is dis- is what is discussed in that conversion tool or how we actually engineer the conversion tool itself is extracted from the prerequisites of the course and then we go even a step closer And so we say, okay, now how do we generate leads? Okay. So then we take the content that's discussed in the course and in that conversion event, and that becomes what we call a lead magnet or something that we give away for free in order to help people get familiar with what you do as an expert and grow your email list. And then what we do is we go a step further and we say, okay, how are we going to get people into this lead magnet? how are we gonna get people to give me their name and email address when, I mean, I'm really protective of my contact information now as all of them are, you know, as as everybody is. And so how- Or you just have
0: burner emails, just like uh, burner (laughs) Instagrams or Twitters or whatever.
1: Right, you know, we we wanna connect with genuine people that really, really want to need your help. And so the content in that lead magnet becomes the content that we're putting out in your marketing. And they become the key messages in your marketing, the key messages and the key topics that you're hosting Clubhouse Rooms on, or you're doing LinkedIn Lives about. And so we have just extracted from your course exactly what we should be talking about in the journey to get into your program and your course, because we've already taken the time to identify what that course is going to do, who it does it for and why it's important and when you do that work so the biggest mistake we see with professionals of any kind getting into online business is they're just told oh, you got to get out there and start marketing or you got to put stuff on social media and they're like what what do i put where, where? To, Wait, who? I like to dinner or like yeah, you know, like, how does this relate to what I'm doing? I mean, and it is, it's just so overwhelming, right? The reason why it's overwhelming is because they haven't gone through the process to first reverse engineer why we're even doing this, which is the transformation that's happening in that program, whether it's a course or coaching program or a mastermind or anything that we're engineering. So, and rightfully so, that's very overwhelming. You can't, it's like just throwing spaghetti at a wall. So we need to reverse engineer that content
0: and seriously to everybody listening and watching what April just explained. I mean, you're paying thousands of dollars to have somebody execute that for you. At least like learning it either will help you do it or will help you understand the process that you're going through with anybody in marketing in any way, shape or form who's worth their weight in salt, they will be doing the same process.
1: Well, and let's kind of speak to that really quick too, because this is a common mistake if it's okay. So when you hire a marketing firm, they actually, oh, look, I spilled coffee on me. Um, When you hire a marketing firm, they actually expect that you know what you're marketing right and so when you hire a marketing firm when you hire people to do this you you either need to hire a strategist first to help you figure this out or you need to work with a consulting firm to help you lay out your entire client journey or you know hire a marketing firm that does the strategy but just hiring somebody to say hey will you post for me they're not gonna know what to post. This is also, and this is kind of a a hot topic for me. um, This is also when you're on Instagram and you see those ads and people are saying, well, pay me $27 and download like free things to give away to grow your list. Don't buy those. I don't care if it's 27 cents because it's totally disconnected from what you do. Right? So we want it to be your genius. We want it to be things you're passionate about. You know, it needs to be your personality. There are no shortcuts when it comes to buying somebody else's free content to to convert as yours. Just saying.
0: Love it. You're speaking my language. All right. So now, because I've gotten so much great wisdom out of you already. I'm going to, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper. Okay. What you, what you touched on before, most of the people listening and watching this are lawyers. So this course isn't going to be the end all be all for them. It's going to be that beginning. It's going to be part of it. So when it comes to that marketing side of it, that marketing strategy, that lead magnet, whatever, how do you advise them on where they focus their time, money, and energy on like the course component versus their normal practice it's uh, probably not the right word but yeah
1: no no that's a great question okay so we want to sell the course because we can sell more of them with less time for you right so we want especially on social media especially when we're putting you out there um except for was it katie last week that talked about networking Yes. Okay, so I want you guys to use Katie's strategies that she taught last week for your one-on-one services. That is like the best way, word of mouth. That's a very good use of your time to sell your legal services, okay? We want to use social media marketing to sell your programs that scale, to sell your courses or your membership. Um, a, a, another idea that um, we work with um, with our attorney clients is actually creating a membership. So it doesn't even have to be a course. You know, It's like a monthly membership that people pay in order to gain access to content that you have on file and then maybe have one or two live uh, open Q&A sessions each month. Great business model for attorneys also. And so we want to use social media to point towards those things because that's the way we increase your sales without increasing your time. And so there is a difference between growth and scaling. And most people don't know this. I'm sure you do, Jordan, but I'm just going to say it anyway because it really... We'll see. Maybe I don't. We'll find out. (laughs) So growth is when we spend... The say you made fifty thousand dollars more, we're going to spend fifty thousand dollars more in order to keep that money coming in. Whether it's hiring staff or you know paying you know more software fees, paper expenses, whatever. So growth is where we're making more money, but we're spending more money. Scale is where we're making more money, but we're spending the same, and we're also spending the same in time and money. And that's what we do with online programs, whether they're coaching programs or membership programs, because if we build it with you showing up, it doesn't matter if there's two people in it or if there's 200 people in it, you are not expending more of your time or your resources. It's one flat fee to get it off the ground. And then we have just scaled you and duplicated you. And that's when we see our clients just... Like their their profit just skyrockets, and we do use social media because we want to leverage those people that are comfortable being on social media. Um, they're techy. They're they're used to being you know digital. They feel good about that because we're creating digital programs, and then those people automatically become your very very best one on one paying clients as well. So if we're looking at I should have had like my, I like to whiteboard draw here. I should have like done my whiteboard here. But if we're looking at um, your business model, if we have the group program, first or the course or whatever it is you're launching. And then the one-on-one services, we can run the social media marketing ideally to the group program because we're getting people into the roadmap, a journey of working with you. And then we also have the networking, um, speaking engagements and other things that actually could sell into both programs.
0: Love it. Okay. So I don't know if I took this off track or not, because what you're, I agree with everything you've said and your specific niche of expertise is so far outside of mine so i want to make sure i don't pull you too far off so when we're talking about this transformational process on the course what's what's that next step you know we've designed the course we've worked backwards for the marketing like what else is inherent in that to make sure we're beating that 97 percent failure rate
1: yeah so we actually haven't designed the course itself yet and so that's where we stop so we've outlined the course and so let me give you guys my process my steps of high level here of outlining transformational courses so the very first thing that any expert any professional needs to do is first of all outline your signature method or your signature framework and that is your way your secret sauce your process of teaching or your process of going through your material and i like to teach that like your signature method or framework is the sun whereas All the other things that we're designing in your business rotate around it. So when you start with your signature method or your framework, it then builds into your signature course. It could build into your signature membership community. You can take aspects of it and turn it into your monthly newsletter. You can take your signature method and that becomes your book that you write your signature method. If you're thinking like, I'm very visual. So the planets rotating around the sun, each little planet is part of your method, right? And that's your, you know, your signature talk that also becomes your social media marketing content. And so that is where we have to start. And so when we build an expert focused business, so attorneys are an expert focused business. So when we build an expert focused business, there are a million things that you guys do but we just kind of want to start with like, this is why we're different. This is why we're special. This is our framework. This is our method. These are the things that we talk about with our clients. And oftentimes, you know, a method can be very similar to somebody else's method, but we always bring in your secret sauce, your secret way of doing it. And so that's when we're starting with your course, first we need to start with your signature method or your signature framework.
0: So from the lawyer perspective, look, everybody is PI, but we do it nicely with a smile on our face. There you go. That's what makes us different. (laughs) There
1: there you go, right? Whatever it is, so people by the fact that you have a process and that you're different and they resonate with you people buy the fact that they trust you and frankly, that they like you, especially with attorneys, right? Like they really, really that this guy can make me money and he's pretty nice. So, Hey, let's go with him. You know what I mean? I mean, this is what, this is what they're buying. Right? So that signature method, that signature framework is where we start and we take a look at it. And step number two, and I teach this. I have a masterclass that teaches this. But step number two is we build what's called a transformational timeline. And your transformational timeline is literally laying out the method and the transformation that's going to occur amongst the benchmarks within your method. And then step number three is looking at each and every benchmark. So each and every module, or it could, if you're hosting a mastermind, you know, it could be a a monthly focus, or if you are have a, a membership program, it could be a topic of the month. So we just call them benchmarks. We look at each benchmark. And within each benchmark, we have a formula, which is called transformational program design. And we actually help you extract. So, you know, you're the expert. I'm not the expert in your content. We use a framework that literally extracts your expertise and you need to identify the goal, the end result, the steps of teaching the content in that benchmark. But then we also dive into other things like emotional roadblocks so what could my client be saying to themselves right now about why they aren't learning this or understanding this or getting results in this and we actually build not only the content but what we call scientific learning and we talk about a whole bunch of other emotional things that are happening within each benchmark regardless of what you're doing so if you guys are doing estate planning sometime i mean i can imagine sometime during if you taught a course on you know Estate planning, sometime during that, they're going to go, Wow, I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, like, how do you, like, you know, they're already thinking that. How do we build that into the, that benchmark when you've already identified that my clients are thinking about this and how can we reframe this process for them? So it's not just the content that you're delivering, it's how you're helping them get through from a mindset strategy as well, so that they continue on with your course and your training. And then the last step to creating transformational courses is how we bring you in, if we bring you in. You know, this is the difference between what we call evergreen courses and hybrid program design. In the last three years, I'd say 80% of our clients that are working with us, were developing hybrid programs. So that's part on demand, part live coaching you know some even have events and retreats that we're building into them as well and a membership community so it isn't so much just cut and dry you know course coaching we're really redesigning and questioning all the business models to truly deliver the best content for your your clients and your students
0: and that's a that's a great i want to jump in we got a question over here um, from chelsea williams and i think what you finished that last answer with goes right into what she was talking about so her question and Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, jump in, because I lost the the text a while back. Um, In essence, she was asking how do you, like what part does that play in it or how do you figure out how that deliverable is, whether it's an event, whether it's a course, whether it's a hybrid, Like, where does that fit into this framework?
1: Yeah, hey Chelsea, I'm looking at your question here too. That's a really great question. Okay, so um, the very first answer I'm gonna give you is one that you're probably totally not expecting. Um, And we didn't get to talk about this in this show, Um, but my area of expertise is lifestyle business design. And so what I mean by that is all of my own companies and all of the companies that I engineer for my clients have a life first outcome. That means we look very closely at your time, what you want to be doing three and five years down the road, what your weekly cadence looks like, um, who you want to be working with, how much time you want to be working, where you want to be working. And the reason why I bring that up first is because when we talk about membership communities, because they're really sexy, right? People are like, oh, man, great. This monthly recurring revenue thing before we even have a conversation about what business model is right for your content. I really want to encourage you to have a conversation with yourself about membership communities because a membership community is a long term thing. When we sell people into a membership community, you just as a professional and personally need to make sure that you are ready to be there every single week or every single month or however that's engineered and that you're up for that Um Responsibility of constantly making sure there's new, fresh content in there, and that the membership community itself is really, really thriving. There's a whole bunch of ways we do this well, like hiring community managers, and that like we do it really, really well. But I just want to be honest with you and say that, you know, even though it's really popular, I would just want to make sure that you still want to do that three years down the road. And that's a big deal. I've had multiple membership communities. And just based on where my kids were, I have three boys and one was leaving for college. I actually shut down a membership community cause I was like, hi, you know, I just want to go travel with my kids. So now I travel five months a year with my kids. I never could have done that with my membership community. Um, so that's the first thing, always lifestyle first. And I'll share a resource for you guys. I actually have a resource that's called the ultimate guide to choose the online business model that's right for you. It's like 20 pages and I break out every single business model. So courses, memberships, masterminds, events, podcasting, all of it. I break it out and I give you the structure of that business model. But then I also tell you how it's going to affect your life. So it's like an insane guide. I wish somebody had given it to me. I actually had all of these business models at one point in time. I'm like, somebody needs to tell these people this, you know, before they go into that. So I'll make sure that I give Jordan the resource for that so you can go grab that. Um, The second thing I would say is your content is gonna dictate whether or not it's best, how it's best delivered. So first we outline the transformational content and then the very, very last thing that we do is I want you to look at your content and I want you to look at the content in the benchmarks. And I want you to say, okay, this content here is best delivered on demand. Somebody can just go watch this video. It's great. But then in benchmark, number three, we're going to need to talk about this. There's no way that somebody can really understand this without having a conversation with me. And so we actually, you'll be once, when you first start outlining the content for your program, the business model is actually the very last thing we choose because your content itself, will dictate the best model. And that's also why we've ended up designing hybrid business models prominently for the last four years because when you go through this process, you're gonna be like, yes, this can all be on demand, which we want as much as possible, but my people are gonna need me week four. And so week four, I'm gonna to have to schedule live coaching or, or whatever that may be. Um, did that answer your, your question, Chelsea? Hopefully.
0: Yes if not jump in i know i mean chelsea and I, I know have had conversations about how our businesses fund our life so i know that that's going to be right up our alley
1: yeah. so we'll jump
0: in so we do have we've got about 10 minutes left i want to make sure you get the opportunity to talk about um as much of this as you want to share this has been amazing like i have learned a ton i'm assuming everybody else listening <laughs> and watching so has learned as bunch as well this has been great but i want to make sure that we get the chance to cover everything so <laughs> we've got the idea we've got the transformation we've outlined the marketing strategy we started to put in place the course itself we figured out that mixed modality hybrid fit in what's the best and then what like then how do we continue the transition or the transformation
1: right so um it i teach something called relationship build and especially for attorneys when you guys are working through a process where you're just starting to use social media, which most attorneys aren't, and I highly recommend many of you do, and it's really a new thing. Um, So we want to build relationships and we wanna build trust. So before we start launching a program or taking somebody's money, we wanna make sure that we have built a relationship with your audience. So the first thing, whatever that relationship launch, build time would be, I would start talking about that social content on social media and building relationships about that, because we want you to become known in your space for something. And so even though We can do a lot of things. There's a lot of different things that I can coach on and I do coach on, but I'm known for creating signature offers. And so we want, with so much noise out there, we want to really create that relationship launch for you guys across social media and build relationships with people. And then the next thing we do, now that we have this all laid out, And your funnel is active and your funnel is live meaning we've invited people into your program we've started selling your program the next thing that you guys have the opportunity to do is then we want to create lifetime clients the best, most profitable businesses that we can engineer are the ones where we have already thought in advance about what people are going to need down the road, even before they need that. And so it is a little bit more restricted with attorneys, but generally speaking, we can then say, okay, we're going to build in that point in time, what comes next. So if this is my course or if this is my signature program, how can I create next level offers that still scale? Cause there's always working with you one-on-one, but how do we create scalable next level offers that keep feeding people into your ecosystem? or that continue to have people know you for what you want to be known for, for that signature program or course that you've launched. And so that's when we say, okay, how do we find your perfect clients? And there are four ways to find clients and only four, but we have to nail which one is the right one. And then you can use all of them. But we have to nail the one source and they are social posting organic posting which i highly recommend all of you guys do it is the most exhausting and it is the most time consuming and it is like why do i have to do an instagram live every tuesday um it's what i call sweat equity but we all have to do it and let me be real um just social posting oftentimes doesn't generate a lot of clients. We post on social because when clients see us elsewhere, they want to come check us out and make sure we're legit. Right. And they're like, who is this person that was actually, you know, um, you know, talking on this stage the other day. And so we all have to be socially present. And it's just the way of the world, especially as advisors. So what people you what people hire you for, what they hire me for is to give them advice. Um, And so it's really important that that they can see us and trust us. So number one, social posting. Number two is paid ads. And that's its own beast. Number three is PR. Okay, so PR is any earned media. So, that is um, obviously being featured on Fox News or in a local magazine, but also another great way to tap into earned media is by submitting an expert article to a publication. So, writing articles, submitting content, um, it's a really, really great way to get leads back to your website and establish you as an expert. So, it doesn't have to be, you know, a top TV show. We can even pitch you, which we do. And this is how I actually started getting a lot of television opportunities about 20 years ago is i pitched myself to my local denver news station and i sent them an info card and you know they're they're looking at people like you and me saying we already have our legal advisors whatever right like we don't we don't need you but i pitched them by saying these are very unique core topics that i can speak to so if you ever have a story that kind of fits one of these disruptive things, I'm your girl, call me. And I ended up contributing to two of my local news stations for years because of that approach. And so earned media can be anything, you know, from a big feature to local news, to just sharing an article someplace and having link backs to your website. And then the fourth way, so we covered social posting, paid ads, PR, and the fourth way are affiliates. And affiliates, obviously, You guys have your own restrictions, which you understand so much more than I do. Um, But I have a- It depends
0: upon the state. (laughs) Depends upon the state
1: okay see i mean all this like i have i have clients that are you know physicians and attorneys and there's no kickbacks and all this stuff and so we can build amazing partnerships that don't have anything to do with any sort of financial currency whatsoever so what i mean by this and we have what we have people do this in our programs actually as well and our clients do this in other programs where you guys can teach on like your area of expertise. So if you teach on trademarking or if you teach on prenup agreements or whatever, you can create a video and add it as a bonus training to somebody else's course that reaches your audience. So if there is another business out there that has a big program that reaches your ideal audience, very simply just by, by creating an um, expert content to be inserted into their program, All of a sudden you have these amazing qualified leads of your ideal clients. And so we do a lot of affiliate partnerships like that as well. So that would be the next step is figuring out which is your primary source. You don't have to nail all of them. Every business just needs to have one source of leads that we can always count on that every single month, you know that you're going to get leads from that source and and that's what we want to do. And then we develop secondary sources.
0: Gotcha. All right, so we've got five minutes left. What's the, what's the nitty gritty? What's the end of this? How can people hire you? How can people get more information, et cetera?
1: <laughs> nitty gritty is that nobody needs more content, they need a transformation. And in order to trust you and me and any other coach out there, consultant as a leader, we need to give them transformations from the very first second that they connect with you all the way through that lead magnet, the way they convert into buyers and your program. So that is rule of thumb number one, It's just making sure that any content you're putting out there is part of a master plan that's going to build a relationship with them and give them transformations along the way. That's number one. Number two, you guys are so important in the world of business and people's lives. And there's so many things that you, there are so many things that you guys understand that sometimes you're just so close to your own expertise that you forget that people like me and. Everybody else who isn't an attorney in the world doesn't know these things. So anything that you commonly answer questions for as part of your initial consulting or even part of your services, that is the gold we want to look into turning into your method or your framework that you teach and then scaling that into a program. So it's going to save you time and it's going to make you more money and it's going to actually help more people without increasing your time. So think about like, even after this, like go jot down, just be like, what are the, what are the most common questions that I answer for people that don't have anything to do with what they're, or maybe they're a prerequisite to what they're going to hire me for, but you know, it's not part of my service. And then the thing is for you guys, I just really want to encourage you that there are so many people across the board that will choose one of you over another one of you because of your personality and just who you are. And so be really true to who you are is is people. You know, I think there's also and this is just coming from understanding, like how my dad was as an attorney. He uh, he was an attorney in Pasadena, California, and he was always so weird and different. And he wore his like Chacos and he had like hemp necklaces. He was like this weird hippie attorney, which doesn't fit in if you know San Marino, Pasadena, California at all. Anybody like does not fit in down there. But the people, the reason why so many people loved my dad is because he was weird. You know, he just, that's just who he was, right? He always had business because he was like the attorney that wore shorts and wore hemp necklaces all the time, you know? So whatever that is for you, just be really true to who you are. And it could be totally disruptive in your marketplace. And, and that's awesome. We want you to stand out. We want you to attract like your perfect clients because there's nothing worse than having a client that is not fun to work with and i'm sure all of us have had that person and so we want to disqualify your clients on top of qualifying the right clients not everybody is your perfect client and then if you guys want to work with me you can find me over at sweetlifeco.com and i do work with experts like you to lay out your programs your transformational courses or your membership communities and i actually have a year-long business mentorship program that does that and then one other tool for you guys which i'm really excited about so thank you for letting me share this jordan i actually have a separate division of our company that has been going quietly for about eight months but we have a separate division that we are just Big time opening up to the public. It was private for our clients in the past. It's called Sweet Life Digital, where we build out Kajabi coaching websites and courses just because our clients really needed great online funnel building and design. So, Sweet Life Digital is up as well. And there's a really good tool there. Talk about on demand courses on Sweet Life Digital. You can just go to sweetlifedigital.com that is how to lay out your first transformational course in a day and you guys can wow. grab that it's a year it's a year long. it is a one hour video with me and i actually give you the whole workbook of transformational course design and you guys can hammer through it and you can lay out your whole entire course in one day it's awesome and and we just that was only available to our clients up until today now it's open to the public and that's on the SweetLifeDigital.com digital.com site too
0: awesome all right so i gotta fill in our uh, our next episode i know we have we have truly taken our entire hour i don't believe anybody else has gone the the distance as cake would say uh but coming up on this thursday 11 4 at 1 p.m so it is uh what is it it's four thirty now we start 3 30 so two hours before this episode thursday 11 4 we've got kristen david from up leveling your business on Kristen's going to talk about the no nonsense approach to successful business management. For any of you who know Kristen, you know how amazing it will be to hear her wisdom and get to ask her questions live. For any of you who don't, you need to. And so I hope you'll join us on Thursday, November 4th at 1:30 Eastern time. April, I don't even know, you know what, we're going to do it. We got, we got 60 seconds. If somebody has been listening for the full hour, remembers nothing, but they've been listening this whole time. They're hitting our 3% completion rate on the full episode. What would be the biggest takeaway? It can be something you've talked about already. It can be something totally different. But how can you help more people become the exhibit A of a successful attorney?
1: hmm the exhibit A is being authentic to who you are in laying out your content to deliver a transformation. Don't think volume, more is not better. People will pay you to tell them what they do not have to pay attention to. If they sit there all day for free, they could gather YouTube videos and probably collect it. They're hiring you to save them time, which is more valuable than money. So when you lay out your programs, curate what they don't need to know as well as what they do need to know. And at the end of the day, you guys, it has to work with your life. Make sure that you, I'll put that link in the Facebook thing, make sure that you're yes, finding a business model that works with your life because at the end of the day, that's why, that's why we're doing this. And so that's the most important thing. I'll grab Love that one. it.
0: April Beach, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. This was wonderful.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.